What's the trouble brewing in Springfield? We'll talk about that today on Renew Gurus. Hello out there in podcast world. This, as I said, is Renew Gurus. I am your host, Executive Director of Renew Missouri, James Owen, coming to you from the palatial Renew Missouri studios in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, On the boards is Matt Patterson. Matthew. James. How are you today? Uh, Tom, terrific. That's my word for the day. Wow, I, I heard you practicing that before we went on mic. I wasn't sure if you are going to like uh, trot that one out. Why not? You yeah, know. well, you know, this is a little like, unique because we often have uh, some staff member I've forced to come in here in addition to you or some poor sucker that we have as a guest that for some reason feels they owe us a favor. Uh, but I don't have that today because I think that we are uniquely suited to talk about our topic, uh, which is something that we've discussed in a couple of... Um, Emails that we've sent out over the past couple weeks um, and a press release we've done. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, which you should follow us on Twitter at, um, oh boy, wait, what's our handle on Twitter? <laughs> Uh-oh. I, the people who complain about how I don't do show prep are going to be really upset about this. Renewmo. <laughs> I thought it was just Renewmo. At Renewmo. I actually thought it was something stranger than that. Uh, so, um Sorry. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Renewmo. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So we uh, we have been talking about uh, the property assessed clean energy district in Springfield. Um, and I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking better known as Pace. Better known as Pace. And you're yeah. probably thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, haven't you guys <laughs> uh, talked about this in a couple of different um, podcasts? And the answer is we have. Uh, Primarily, we talked about this because there was a bill filed in the Missouri legislature last year, two bills, one in the House, one in the Senate, that was, you know, in our opinion, was designed to undermine pace, make it more difficult. Uh, So we talked about that. But we have not talked about how this – we really haven't talked about how this operates in reality. Um, And the challenge we've got right now or something we're working on right now is – City of Springfield, Springfield City Council, um, is looking at a piece of legislation uh, that would uh, not only remove the PACE provider that has been selected for the City of Springfield, but also just prevent PACE from being used at all in the city uh, limits. And this has got us concerned. Uh, and Matthew, um, some, of, some of our supporters know this. You and I are somewhat familiar with Springfield, are we not? I think so. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) You see here, folks, I am from um, just east of Springfield. I'm from a little town called Elkland, Missouri. It's uh, charming. It's delightful. It's really none of those things, but it's home. Uh, Matthew, you are from Nixa, Missouri. That's right. Which is, in all but essence, a suburb of Springfield at this point. Yeah, it grew into one. It grew into one. It didn't used to be so big. Now it's like out of control big. Um, and so we're, we're around Springfield. We, uh, we both went to college in Springfield. We uh, worked in Springfield for a number of years before we moved to Columbia. Oh, my gosh. I sound like I'm explaining our relationship. I mean, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't move here together. Um, you know, so we, we've, we've been involved there. I mean, one of the things, you were involved with politics down there. I practiced law down there. I ran for office a couple of times. You ran for office. 
Um, I was actually a uh, member of the Springfield Environmental and uh, Environmental Advisory Board for a while. I was chair of it for a year, um, and that kind of plays into this what we're about ready to talk about. So we know all these people. We're familiar with these people, um, and so that's why some of this came across to us as a little bit of a surprise. And so let's kind of just go over what um, is happening here. Okay, so with Pace. And this is just as a bit of a refresher. Um, that's a state statute that creates a political subdivision where um, a local municipality or county government can approve that political subdivision being <clears throat> formed in that county or city. Then they have to go find a provider to go do that work. And then that gets kind of regulated by a local board. That's how PACE works. Um City of Springfield and Greene County had PACE boards. They used the Missouri Clean Energy District, uh, which was largely associated with Renovate America, which is a nationwide PACE financier. Um, it's a financier, which I'm going to be candid. I've had some criticism of in the past, legitimate criticism of how they've handled things, um, but that was not my decision. That was decided by the City of Springfield and Greene County back in 2015. Past couple of years, that's been administered. There's been a number of people who have taken advantage of PACE there. Um, and also as a reminder, one thing that uh, PACE does is you get these improvements done. The idea is these improvements are going to, um, uh, you know, kind of add to make your bills uh, cheaper. It's going to make your energy use more efficient. And the idea is, is that whatever your loan is and whatever your bill is, it's going to be less than uh, what it was if you had um, uh, not done those improvements. That's the idea. There's supposed to be a net economic benefit to that. But you pay it every year through your county assessment, your tax assessment, uh, the same way you would any other assessment that comes from a political subdivision. That's how PACE works. So what we've noticed is that some of the people that are more adamant about being opposed to this actually come from Springfield. Um, as an example, the county collectors don't really like PACE, and, and one of their arguments is they don't feel like they should be collecting for a private financial institution. Uh, Leah Betts, who I will be honest, I don't know who she is. I don't know her personally. I know she is the county collector for Greene County. But when you talk about uh, county collectors who have been largely opposed to this policy, largely opposed to this law, she has been very adamant about this. She's from Greene County. Uh, there's a number of real estate agents. Real estate agents don't tend to like uh, this legislation uh, or this law because I think there's a belief that they don't like the, the superiority of the lien that's on it. They don't like the extra paperwork. They don't like that it has to be dealt with in closing. There are a handful of realtors who have been particularly adamant about this from Springfield. And so you have a lot of people who don't like this law kind of being in Greene County. And... I, you know, one thing that if it hasn't come across to people uh, out there in podcast world that people who are opposed to legislation tend to be noisier than people who are in favor of it <laughs> uh, or people who don't like a law tend to be noisier about it. And so that's a challenge that we have as a statewide advocacy group because, you know, I get and Matthew, you've probably seen a little bit of this. I get some complaints from people saying I don't pay attention to enough uh, issues in certain parts of the state. <laughs> um, every once in a while, a, a supporter gets a bee in their bonnet because I haven't been to Southeast Missouri enough or I haven't been to Northeast Missouri enough. And the reality is, 
you know, we, we tend to go places where there's issues and there's problems. And we do spend a lot of time in Jefferson City because uh, that's where the Public Service Commission is and that's where the legislature is and that's where we are able to get a lot of statewide policy done, which makes it harder for us to focus on areas that have, I don't know, kind of more um, spread out populations. Let's just call it that. I mean, yeah. when you don't have big population centers, it's harder to advocate for things down there. And we're a statewide organization with five employees. So. Yeah, and no matter how many interns I keep hiring, <laughs> we still are shorthanded. <laughs> so, but I will say this. I think we do a pretty good job of keeping on top of things in Springfield because um, you have family there. I have family there. Uh, we, uh, through our background, know a lot of people who are still policy and lawmakers there. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, getting back to with PACE, um, you were at an event where uh, our friend, County Commissioner Bob Dixon, mentioned to you that there was uh, some rumblings going on about issues with PACE. Correct. Okay, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pulling back the curtain here a little bit. Um, and I was going to get right back with him. And then um, I ended up getting, my appendix ended up rupturing. Always an excuse with you. <laughs> Always an excuse with me. And so I was kind of down for a couple of weeks. Um, and I didn't get to go talk to Commissioner Dixon about this until late July or early August. The next time I was going to be down in Springfield. And he shows me uh, where there have been some issues here. Uh, it's been presented to him by Ms. Betts, as well as the Environmental Advisory Board. Now, if you are in a large enough area, uh, your city council probably has a commission. I know Columbia has this. Springfield has this. And I'm certain Kansas City and St. Louis has this, too. There's a committee of volunteers who talk about environmental issues for an area. And Springfield and Greene County have a joint uh, committee on this. Um, like I said, I used to be on it. I was on it for about five years. I was chair of it. Um, I worked on that. I was, I was pretty involved with that. I, it was something we worked on really hard. We got involved with uh, trying to ban coal tar sealant in Greene County in Springfield, which, uh, boy, that could be a whole podcast. I won't get into that. That's I think that's actually still going on. But the Environmental Advisory Board looked at PACE, they had heard from some of these people who were opposed to PACE, and they looked at this and they said, well, we believe there's problems with this program here in Greene County and in Springfield. Okay, so they write a letter. I look at the letter. It's the first time I saw the letter uh, when I was talking to Bob Dixon, and it was really about the problems that the financial group the, that uh, kind of administered, Renovate America, was having with submitting audits, submitting reports, et cetera, et cetera. And I looked at that and said, well, hey, look, they should be doing those things. And the fact they're not means they're violating the current law. And um, that needs to be fixed. That needs to be addressed. And one of the ways that can be addressed is by, you know, maybe getting rid of them and hiring another PACE provider. I mean, that's just one of the options you have as a, um, as a, uh, as a commissioner or as a city council member or something like that. Uh, Commissioner Dixon uh, believed, I mean, or at least my takeaway from that meeting was he believed that the problem was more deep-rooted than that. He believed that any substantial fixes to PACE need to be done at the state legislature. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bob Dixon used to be a state rep. He used to be a state senator. He had been a state rep for eight years. He'd been a state senator for eight years. Under current Missouri law, that's the longest you can serve in the legislature. And he had been serving there since that law changed and we got term limits. So he's, he was in the legislature a lot. And he was on committees that dealt with PACE. And I think when he was in the legislature, um, there were some laws that were introduced that were going to be dealing with consumer protection issues. 
My argument was that the uh, the proposed changes to legislation we were seeing recently were designed to gut pace. And I said since he had left and since he had been at the county level, the uh, attacks on this had gotten a little more pronounced. And I said I didn't really think it was going to get fixed at the legislative level. I, I thought it was going to get killed. And I also pointed out that there were other uh, county commissions around the state, such as St. Charles County, which is, uh, I'd say it's about as conservative as Greene County, maybe a little less conservative, but still, um, you know, reliably Republican for those keeping track out there, that sort of thing. And I said, well, so look, you can do, if you're worried about consumer protection, then fix it at the local level. There's no problem doing that. And we talked about revisiting the issue and I said that sounded great, and I was going to try to get some people down to talk about it in Springfield, and I thought everything was fine. The next thing I know, the city, the county has signed an ordinance saying they're getting rid of pace <laughs> in the unincorporated parts of Greene County. Uh, it was a surprise to me. I, I, I wrote Commissioner Dixon back saying I was surprised by that. That was not my understanding about what was going to happen, but I still thought there was a path forward. I haven't heard back. So, Commissioner Dixon, if someone is alerted to you that I am talking about you in this podcast, please listen to this and know that I am available to talk anytime. Uh, you've got my cell, you've got my email. So, then that gets signed like uh, mid to late August. And then, so I start calling people I know on city council. As a matter of fact, one of the people I know pretty well on city council is Craig Hosmer. Uh, and Matthew and I both know Craig very well because in different capacities, he's been our boss. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be an associate attorney for him uh, at his law firm, and he was chair of the Greene County Democrats when you were yeah. executive director of the Greene County Democrats for a while. Correct. I, I got that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Craig, and Craig was a state rep for 12 years out of Springfield, ran for state senate, lost in a squeaker in 2002, he was running as a Democrat. Like, that was a year where no Democrats got elected, so he barely lost. Uh, he was Jay Nixon's campaign treasurer. He was uh, chair of the state party for a while. Well-known guy. And now he's a city council member. So I was talking to him and kind of saying, oh, my gosh, what is the city going to do about this? This is where the, the primary bulk of PACE loans are. He said, well, James, don't worry about it. I don't think the city's going to do anything about this for a <coughs> while. Let's set up a meeting towards the end of September and get this figured out. And I said, that sounds awesome, yeah. Councilman. Then two days later, <laughs> I find out uh, that another friend of ours, uh, someone that we have been supporters of uh, for several years, uh, Mike Schilling, who's also a former state rep. He was a state rep, Eight what, years. from 80? From wait, 92 to 2000. Was it 92? Yeah. Okay, I thought he got elected in 88 for some reason. Yeah. Okay, 92 to 2000, uh, Mike was a state rep. Uh, really very liberal state rep, especially given where he was from. I mean, as we mentioned, Springfield's not exactly um, left on anything. <laughs> but And Mike was pretty well known as being a very, like, liberal state rep, even by statewide standards at the time. Uh, he's on the city council now. Um, he filed on a Friday afternoon. And I know people are, it's probably driving people nuts. I keep emphasizing this, but it was like really late in the day on a Friday afternoon. This gets that a, a city ordinance gets put on the agenda to not only uh, get rid of the Missouri Clean Energy District in Springfield, but to get rid of PACE altogether. And that was going to be for public comment the following Monday night. <laughs> um, I did not know about this until Monday afternoon. 
uh, when people start calling me panicking, like, what's going on with this? And I had no idea. And my answer was, I just talked to someone, and I called him back, and he said he did not know that was going on. It was not on his agenda, and he was going to try to get a table. And to Craig Hosmer's credit, because Craig Hosmer is a friend, and I owe a lot of my career to Craig, so I'm not, I don't want anyone to sit here and think that Craig was misrepresenting anything to me, uh, because Craig uh, then tried to get a table. And it did get tabled, uh, but after they took some public comments. And so now, um, that was at the, that was what, at the end of August. That was August uh, 24th or 25th, I think. Um, and so then they're going to hear this. They basically said we're going to hear this um, on the 23rd of September, which, by the way, if you're listening to this um, on the day we release it or over the weekend, that's going to be this Monday. <laughs> um, so, and we still don't know if there's going to be um, public comment Monday night or not. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back from that. We will let our Springfield people know if there is. Uh, we're still trying to get word on that. So, but anyway, the reality is this ordinance was uh, put on there and we didn't know about it. Um, and no one really knew about it. Um, and it was a little surprising to me because Mike Schilling knows that we work at this organization and we tried to reach out to him and he didn't get back with us. And he still hasn't. Um, Mike, again, if, if anyone's alerted you to this, and we're still happy to talk to you. <laughs> you got my number. You got Matthew's number. Um, and he's, But he's been pretty adamant against this. Like, it is a very anti-pace bill. My suspicion is he is friends with some of these people, these real estate agents who don't like this bill who don't like Pace, and that's why he's doing this. I think he has listened to them. He doesn't like it, and I think, distressing to us, he's not sought a different opinion about it. Because, I mean, like, honestly, if you want to know what Renew Missouri's opinion on this is, is yes, we think there have been mistakes made on this. Those need to be remedied. Those need to be dealt with. But it's fixable, and certainly the policy is still good. So there's ways to fix this, right? So that's our position. That's honestly our position. And, you know, so we've been talking to city council members. We've been trying to get them to look at this, to reexamine this, to maybe do this. But there are some things out there that they're relying on, talking points uh, that they don't like. And I want to spend a little bit of time on this going through those um, because I think that even though we can talk about pace and legislation, I think it's good that if we're talking about this all over the state, this is not just for Springfield. Columbia has this, Kansas City has this, St. Louis has this, St. Louis County has this. This is all over the state. If your municipality or your county has adopted this, um, then you have it. Um, and I think it's still good and you're gonna hear people complain about it. And um, part of what our work did was I, I worked very hard to get the news leader to pay attention to the story, the Springfield news leader. And Katie Cole, who is their city council reporter, very good reporter, she wrote uh, an article about this. And to her credit, she really dug into this. This is not an easy topic for a city council reporter just to grasp. And she went all in on it. And I think she did a good job of explaining it. I think it was pretty fair, balanced. I'm not just trying to suck up. I mean, wh why would I need to suck up to the news later? I don't. It was a good article. So in part of that was she sent me... Um, an email that listed out Leah Betts, County Collector, sent this bullet points of her particular complaints about this, and I want to address those if we got time. Patterson, how are we doing on time? I don't think we can do that. We can do that. Okay. Sure. Okay. Great. Okay. 
So the first one, uh, Pace doesn't have any enforceable consumer protections in place. Okay, um, not true. Uh, Pace, one, as I said, you will not, you're, the idea behind the law is you're not going to get approved for this unless an audit or um, you know some sort of inspection shows that you're going to be saving money off of this. I mean, ultimately, your utility bill has to be in a spot where you do these investments you get this loan, you have an interest rate, and even with all of that, your bill is going to be less. I mean, you were supposed to have a net economic benefit. That is a huge consumer protection to this. Also, your loan is not supposed to extend past the usefulness or the life of the improvements you make. So like, say if you get a, if you, I, I don't know, like let's say you install a 15 year roof on this, your loan is not supposed to extend past 15 years. Moreover, none of your loans under PACE are supposed to extend past 20 years. So that's the cap on it. But I mean, the reality is it's only supposed to be for the life of your improvement. And not only that, but like if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't think they're following the law, if your provider's not following the law, you can go find another provider. That's another consumer protection. And, and, and if you want extra consumer protections, you can make your own at the local level. Commissioner Bob Dixon disagreed with me on this, but... I, but St. Charles County St. Charles did it. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that we shared with uh, with them, with the, with the county, with the city. So there are examples out there. And those are good consumer protections that are additional to what the statute does. Okay. There's an absence of homeowners having to prove they have the ability to repay. Also not true. No pays provider in their right mind is going to give this to people who can't pay it back. I think what the complaint here is that's not addressed in the statute. But guess what? When you have statutes involving mortgages or you have um, statutes involving any other kind of loan you can take out, it's not specified there either. I mean, look, th there are you know there are things that these uh, that these financiers are doing uh, to make sure they're going to get paid back because they don't want to be left on the hook for this. But by saying, well, that needs to be addressed in the law, they're holding pace to a higher standard than they do a mortgage. And the question is, why is that? And I think the reason for that is, is because a lot of these points are coming from bankers. And bankers don't like pace because, again, this has a superior lien over a mortgage. And I'll get into why that is here in a minute because that's, that's one of these bullet points as well. But that's not required by the statute, and that's why they don't like. But the reality is, in practice, that's absolutely being done. Okay, next one. Maybe I should send these out in my email. So people are following this. Okay. Oh, it's actually the next one. Pace assessments put Pace loans as, as first place, even trumping a mortgage. If a person or mortgage company does not pay the tax bill, it can potentially go to my tax sale, which wipes out a mortgage. Okay, one, I want to emphasize the fact it says potentially goes to tax sale. These have never caused anyone to go into default. <laughs> Okay, you cannot find examples anywhere of that. And if they did, there's also going to be issues where they weren't paying their taxes either. So it wasn't because the PACE loan caused it, caused it to go into fault. It was because of, of other other things that these uh, collectors are collecting. And I don't hear any county collectors, and if I sound snarky about this, forgive me, but I don't hear them boo-hooing the fact that they have to like go take people's property away because they're not paying their taxes either, right? They do that every year. And that's they do it because the law requires them to. Okay, so is she correct in saying that these uh, put a superior lien over a mortgage? That is correct. Here is the reason why. The reason why is, okay, you sell your house. 
these improvements you made are going to outlast your ownership. And so if someone else is going to be seeing the benefit of that energy efficiency improvement, shouldn't they be the one who has to pay for it? That's a basic free market concept that if you're going to get benefit for something, you should pay for it. Okay, <laughs> but here's the other thing too. I mean, this is something that's ignored. Let's say you have a PACE loan on this and you do sell your property. Guess what? Oh, in almost every situation, it gets taken care of at closing. It gets taken care of when you're trying to like get rid of all these other liens. And so the idea that this survives past it in practice isn't the reality. But there's a real policy reason for that is, is that's because you're supposed to be paying for the benefit that you're receiving from that. And that is the reason for that. So that's true. That can be a criticism, but I think it's a criticism that doesn't withstand uh, uh, the scrutiny from the actual policy of PACE. Okay, what's the next one? Mortgage holders are not required to approve a PACE loan on the property they are already securing. Yeah, they don't because it's a, it's an inferior loan. There'd be no reason for that. They don't have to also sign off on your taxes that you incur either. So, I mean, to me, that is, again, another thing that we're making PACE. We're trying to hold PACE to a higher standard that other liens aren't required to do. Essentially, puts county collectors in the place of collecting private loans. That's another uh, criticism Ms. Betts has. Okay, this, again... PACE is a political subdivision. This is no different than a school district. This is no different than an ambulance district. This is no different than a fire district. Uh, could I say district again? What's another district? I don't know. Sewer district. Like library district. What? Yeah. Library district. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> and county collectors don't have any complaint with that. They don't. Because the statutes say they got to do it. And so if this is creating a political subdivision just because it doesn't look like these other ones doesn't make it any less valid, okay? So that is just something that the, the legislature is requiring, all right? And that's just how it is. I mean, so this is not a private loan. This is a political subdivision, and that is not uncommon for county collectors to do. Okay, next. Uh, no accountability for contractors who only gain financially from PACE. Oh my gosh, incorrect. These financiers have agreements and affidavits with these contractors. I mean, again, it's not in statute, so these critics assume it's not being done. These financiers would be dumb if they weren't doing that. I mean, again, you don't, I mean, again, you know, look, when you get a mortgage in your house, you have to have someone come in and privately assess it. I mean, so we don't have those kind of requirements in that law either. So why is that being required here? I mean, everyone tries to act like these contractors are a bunch of snake oil salesmen. I mean, these are HVAC people. These are like roofing people. These are people who are like installing windows. Small business owners in your community, not shysters. Um, what's the next one? Oh, no energy audits pro proving homeowners are actually saving money. <laughs> Again, if you read the statute, it says that you have to show there's a net economic benefit. So there's got to be an audit there. How else would you determine that? Just not a correct statement how these things work. Next, lack of explanation to homeowners who later find themselves struggling to pay and not understand the full process. Look, okay, this goes to a point. Okay, this goes back to when I met with Commissioner Dixon. He gave me a list of public documents that Leah Betts had put together of, of people who were having had PACE loans on their tax bill. Well, because these were public records, I shared them with um, Missouri Clean Energy uh, District Board Member Caleb Arthur, our friend, our supporter. Uh, go uh, get a quote from them at USN Solar. 
Um, that's my plug, Caleb, if you're listening. Um, and I said, well, do you, I mean, so you should see this. And he's like, well, I've got like six or seven customers on here. So he went and called them and asked them if they had complaints about this. And guess what? They're all happy. They have no problems with this. So the Green County <laughs> elected officials were going around saying that all these people had these problems. And basically kind of, I, in my opinion, kind of slandering uh, the fact that, like, these were customers of U.S. Sun Solar. I mean, Caleb Arthur was, and I think he is justified in, in being upset about this. And he was. And he took his displeasure to social media. And I think rightfully so. So, look, these people are being told. Yes, it does look like a lot because they're paying it at the end of a year instead of every month. But that's how it works. And so you're actually having to assume that these people are signing into contracts and signing into loans that they didn't read or they don't understand. So I guess we should be asking ourselves, do everyone understand how concepts of mortgage works before we start foreclosing on people's property? I don't think so. So, I mean, I think that's just an example that is just not the the case. All right, what's the next one? Follows the land, which means a new owner would be responsible for the loan if the property sold. Therefore, even if there is a change that requires a homeowner to prove they can repay, a new owner would not have gone through that process. Which, by the way, she admits that she knows there was probably a process that's in place to make sure they can repay, but it's still unfair to this next person, or it, it doesn't ensure that person's going to do it. But the reality is, again, yes, it goes through the land. And so if you're going to buy a piece of property, you're going to do a title search. You're going to try to have to figure that out. I mean, you're going to be presumed to know that you know what you're doing or have someone explain that to you. I mean, that's just how that works. Again, yes, it's a superior lien. And so they would probably be responsible for contacting the Missouri Clean Energy District, which is who they should be contacting. And listen, if she's upset that they're contacting the county collector's office, she should be. They shouldn't have to, like, explain this to people. That's not what their job is. But at the same time, are these county collectors reaching out to these districts or these PACE providers and saying, hey, look, we've got these issues? Every time I've talked to one of them, the answer is we don't know who to ask. Well, then go Go look it up. I don't know. Go talk to one of these people on these boards. All right. Next one. Pace and entities tout. Yeah, they tout a 0.01% default rate. It is arguable that the reason is that if the homeowner cannot pay, their mortgage company must step in and pay in order to protect their mortgage. That occurred in this county this year. If the mortgage company does not, or if there is no mortgage, can it collect this tax that would ensure payment? This makes the, the default rates inaccurate. Okay, well, one, that just listed off a safeguard people have that usually if you have uh, payments that you have to pay uh, associated with it, you have it in escrow with your mortgage company. That I mean, like, look, I've never had to write a check for my homeowner's insurance because I have it in escrow through my mortgage company. I'd almost have to guess that anyone who has pays and has a mortgage does that. And again, no one can point to an example that if you don't have a mortgage, this has actually gone the tax sale. It just hasn't happened. Or if it has anywhere, then it's almost certainly because you're not paying your taxes either. It's because you're default and all sorts of things. Circumstances change. People's financial situations get worse. All right. Well, my last two, I promise we're almost done. Next one. This legislation was strategically slipped into a huge omnibus bill without being debated on the floor. This is not acceptable. Folks, this bill, as a standalone, was heard by a committee. It was voted on a committee. It was approved by multiple committees. And yes, there are a dozen of situations in every legislative session where one piece of legislation gets added to another. 
This is not unusual. This is not sneaky. This is how the process works. And what Miss Betts and these other critics are assuming is lawmakers aren't reading their, their bills or voting on. So, Greene County lawmakers, including our Speaker of the House, Elijah Har, Steve Helms, Crystal Quaid, um, Sonia Anderson, uh, Carl, no, not Carl, uh, Craig Fischel, I'm leaving out some people, forget it. The point is, your county collector assumes that you are not reading these bills you're voting on and you're too dumb to understand them. Okay. Well, and when the bill was passed, mm-hmm. yes. Guess who was in there? Bob Dixon. Was, yeah. Oh. And he, because he would have been a state rep in two thousand nine. Yeah. Or two thousand ten. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it had bipartisan support. Yes. Uh, no one was against it. I mean, no one Jay was Nixon told us herself. He's like, everyone was for it. Yeah. You know, we talked to Jay Nixon about this, and, and he signed it into law. Yeah, and um, rightfully so. You know that it had support. It passed, and yes, it did get put into an omnibus bill, but guess what? So do, so it do many other It literally happens all the time. They didn't bypass any legislative yeah. process. This makes it sound like it was just, I mean, like that somebody was just duped. No one was duped. There is plentiful evidence of lawsuits and predatory lending techniques and the like in states such as California. <laughs> Ah, the boogeyman. The great liberal state of California rears its ugly head again. Folks, not Missouri. Again, as I said, every chance I get to talk, there have been no lawsuits involving this in Missouri. There have been no complaints to the Attorney General's office in Missouri. This, look, California is different than Missouri. The law is different in California than it is Missouri. I don't hear any other policymakers, county officials, Anywhere trying to compare Missouri to California, ever because Other than just in the committee hearing by the rulers. oh yeah, because they didn't like it. They don't like pace either. Yeah, so it's interesting to me that they are always able to find these problems in states where they wouldn't emulate anything that they want Missouri to do. But when they see something that they cherry pick, they don't like. That's where they go. And actually, California fixed their problem. And they fixed it! <laughs> so, I mean, look, and again, Springfield and the county can fix it as well. So, that's my myth versus reality on pace. And I got it straight from the mouth of a critic. I just want to share that with all of you. There is going to be almost certainly a vote on this Monday night in Springfield City Council. And I'm just hoping that City Council, they have listened to us they have looked, we have proposed they should do these consumer protection changes. We've put that out there. They should do it. We hope they do. And so we hope that you have found this helpful. And hey, if you're in Springfield, Matthew, yes, they should go to our happy hour we're doing in Springfield on this Wednesday, the 25th from 5 to 7 at q and uh, On Commercial Street. Yes. On historic Commercial Street. Oh, historic. Uh, it's on West Commercial somewhere. Is it the three three hundred block of West? Three hundred block. You, you'll you'll see us. We'll have signs. Um, if you are in Southwest Missouri, if you're in Springfield, we would love to have you. Uh, there's no expectation that you have to bring money, but we'd love for you to make a donation because we do need that because we are fighting these fights in places like Springfield. We are fighting these places these fights in places like Northern Boone County and DeKalb County and Jefferson County and we're going all over the state to do this and we cannot do this without your help. So in order for us to continue being a thorn in the side in Springfield, which by the way Matthew, I'm sure there's lots of people who are thrilled when we left. 
because they thought we'd never be back there causing trouble ever again. Well, probably you anyway. Or me, <laughs> yeah. They miss you. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no you're, you're right. No, right. you're well, right. I'm probably very glad we left. They're glad we left, but guess what? We're like a bad penny. We always turn back up. That's right. Uh, so we want your support in helping us to fight for this stuff all over the state. Uh, we thank you for your continued listening. If you like what you hear here, write a good review. Subscribe to us on iTunes and st- uh, what was the other one? Spotify? No, yeah. Spotify. And share this w- on this post with your friends on social media. Uh, again, for Renew Missouri, I'm James Owen, and we'll see you in the Queen City this week. Yeah.